0: Welcome to the Bloom Your Mind podcast, where we take all of your ideas for what you want and we turn them into real things. I'm your host, Certified Coach Marie McDonald. Let's get into it. Well, hello, y'all, and welcome to episode number 35 of the Bloom Your Mind podcast. I am about to hop into my car. I just got back last night from Nashville, Tennessee. Oh my goodness. I did not realize how much I was going to fall in love with Nashville, Tennessee, because I, well, Tennessee in general, I am a California girl and I have always lived in San Diego and the Bay area with short jaunts in the Los Angeles area in Venice um, and I just have always lived in California, and I've been over the past couple of years able to travel to beautiful places like Florida and, and Canada and Kentucky and just see more of our country. And I got to see oh, and Colorado and lots of places. And I've gotten to see Tennessee now. I hadn't been there since I was a little girl, and it is so green and lush and beautiful. And there are rivers that people like float down in inner tubes. <laughs> And people are so nice and also so country, like there's country music everywhere and they love music so much and just kind people that take their time to talk to you. And I want to go back there and explore it. It was really lovely. And I am so grateful to see more of the beautiful land that we live in, especially green, green places that are such a great contrast to Southern California, which is beautiful in its own right. Um, So here I am back from Nashville, and I was there with an incredible group of uh, between 150, 200 women, not exactly sure how many were there. All of them were coaches that are really successful in their businesses and are helping a lot of human beings. So that is a room where there are a collection of humans that are working their butts off to change the world for the better. And so I am very grateful to have been in that space. So the next two episodes, I am doing a little deviation from my Bloom Girl summer plan, and I am going to talk to you about two main things that I learned through my experience over the last uh, week in Nashville. Told you I'd come back with some funny stories for you, but I actually came back with some really beautiful lessons that I learned from being in that room mostly from what went on inside me um, that are that are pertinent to what we talk about here, about turning your ideas into real things. So I promise you after the next two episodes, I will get back to that promised content, which is um, how to do a retro. I am going to, um, after the next two episodes, give you my sort of framework for how to do a retro, which some people say uh, call an eval or an evaluation or a retrospective or a uh, debrief on anything, whether it's something that you're attempting to do, whether it's your approach to a project, to a relationship, to an event you're putting on, to a book that you're writing. I am a big, big fan myself and with all the work that I do with my clients of doing what I call a retro, which is kind of thinking about how it went and what you liked about it and what you do differently. I like to do that about everything, so that I'm learning and growing as I go through my life. So I'm going to teach you my process for that, both the Cliff's Notes version that you can do in like one minute in your head, and also a longer version that you can take five or ten minutes to do, or an hour to do, however however long you like um, on paper. So that's what I'll be sharing with you uh, in three episodes from now, giving you a little sneak peek. But now I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about the first of the two big sort of like lessons that I learned from this Nashville event. And then I'm going to go to bed and tomorrow morning I'm getting up at four or five in the morning, packing my kids in their pajamas into a big old truck. I'm going to walk my husband out to that truck and let him go back to sleep because he's doing the night shift, packing us up. And I am going to get a big old mug of coffee and drive us up to the Sierra Mountains, which is about eight or 10 hours away, where I'm going to spend two weeks with my parents and my family kayaking and hiking and, uh, just enjoying nature. So I will be unplugged. I will not be sending you any emails. I will not be on social media. I will be focusing on my beautiful children and family up there in the trees. Um, so for today, the first of these, of these two things that I learned I'm focusing on is, (laughs) Is I'm calling it. If you want, if you want to make friends, ask for them. And I'm going to talk to you about this. But first, I want to premise it with a story from when I was, I think, a first grader, and I lived in a little town called Ramona in Southern California. And um, my dad is one of the friendliest people you'll ever meet. He talks to everybody. Everywhere he goes, he strikes up a friendship and a conversation. And I learned that from him. And uh I was on a bus in first grade and I realized I didn't really know many people. And so I was looking around and I was sitting next to this little girl and I liked her. I thought she had a wonderful whatever a first grader would say, but I would say energy and she had a big old smile and she was really friendly. And so I turned to her and I said, "Hey, do you want to be my friend? <laughs> and she said, Yeah, I do. And so that turned into a friendship that lasted my whole life. And we were friends, um, you know, all through elementary school and uh, middle school and high school. And I still stay in touch with her. She's a principal at a school in Encinitas here in San Diego. And uh, that sparked a beautiful friendship. So fast forward to me becoming a new mom. And so I lived in San Diego, but hadn't lived here for very long and didn't know a lot of people. Um, I knew people from a long time ago, but I didn't know a ton of people that had kids yet. So I was walking through a grocery store (laughs) in San Diego and I had my baby daughter strapped to the front of me in an ergo. And I was walking around Sprouts, this grocery store. And I looked down the aisle and I saw this woman who was cracking jokes to her husband And she had her baby strapped to the front of her in an ergo or whatever she was wearing her baby in. Babies were similar ages. Hers was a little older. And I just saw her husband cracking up and she was kind of whispering things to him and he was laughing really hard. And so I kind of like walked by her and said something to her about, I think we were in the soup aisle. (laughs) And I said something to her and it made her laugh and we chatted for a little bit and I was about to walk away and I just had this spark of inspiration. I said, do you want to be my friend? (laughs) And she laughed really hard. She's like, yeah. And so then we were friends and I'm, she is hilarious and wonderful and has stayed my friend since then. And I tell you, my friends, I can think of three or four or five other people that I'm close to where our friendship started in this way. And I don't know if I always said, do you want to be my friend? But I said something like, hey, can we build a relationship or you want to hang out or I'd like to spend more time with you. But just really making my intentions with these people clear, that has led to a lot of closeness and love and just amazing time with other human beings, getting to know other human beings in my life. So that's some context. I've always kind of done this, (laughs) but I wanted to say that I hear a lot of people talk about how it's hard to make friends. I hear people talk about how once you're sort of like not within a school system or a work environment or some type of environment where it sort of like creates a container where people are held in that container together in the day to day enjoying a shared experience or going through a shared experience that that's easier and I think that's true that it's easier to build relationships and form friendships in environments like that. And I hear a lot of people talking about how it's hard later on to form friendships. So I relate to that. And I just had this experience this week. And then looking back on all of these other times where I've just very directly asked people, Hey, would you like to hang out? I wanted to share this experience I had this week um, with all of you. So I went to three rounds of a program for coaches And we all have a lot of skill in coaching, experience in coaching, well, varying degrees of that. But this is a program on how to run a business as a coach. So the business side of coaching. So I have run big organizations and I've run lots of businesses, but I've never... Before I was a coach, I'd never been an entrepreneur. So I I got into this program. I applied. I didn't get in the first time. I got in the second time. And so the way that this program is formatted is that you do a big live event in different places. So like I said, like the first one was in Orlando, the second one was in Cabo and Lucas, and then this last one was in Nashville. You have a three-day event with a whole bunch of other amazing coaches. And then after that event, you have six months where you meet in small groups, big groups, um, you sort of like coach each other, you talk about your business, you have a community of people that are experiencing the same thing that you are and you make each other better. and You help each other. There's a Facebook group, all kinds of stuff. So I went to the first of these events and with that event, I didn't know anybody, but I went in with a really high level of confidence and just confidence in, I kind of live that way. I feel like uh, pretty high confidence that I'm gonna be able to figure things out I feel pretty confident in myself. Um, And I went into that with high confidence and I got into this group um, and I made really close friends with a lot of women in that group in that first round. And it was wonderful. Then I signed up for the program again. And I went to Cabo San Lucas. And this was six months ago. This was in January. And in that event, I didn't really know anybody. I knew like two people because none of those women that I had made friends with came back to the program. And in this program, there were lots of groups that had known each other for a long time or had strong friendships. Um, And I just really didn't have a group like that. So in my second, you know, when I was there in Cabo San Lucas, I was a little bit awkward. I felt awkward. I felt a little uncomfortable in my skin. And I'm going to talk about that in the next episode, about sort of every time being a little bit different and what I learned from that. But I decided as I looked around the room, I saw some different people, like I did in that grocery store aisle, that seemed like my kind of people. <laughs> the coaching industry has all kinds of different people. I love everybody in it. And there were a few different people that I was like, gosh, that really looks like a woman I'd like to, I'd like to form a relationship with. And so I walked up to a couple of them and I said, yo, you look like my people. I don't really know anybody here. Can I be your person? <laughs> and we like go to lunch and get to know each other. And they, they said, yeah. And we had dinner and, um, and I talked to a couple different people. And this is what happened after that. There was an event halfway through this round. And one of the women I talked to asked me to be her roommate. We had a blast at that event. We uh, sort of planned it all together, went to meals together enjoyed this event together. This was in Kentucky. She's amazing. She and I are friends now. This week in Nashville, the other women that I talked to and asked if they would form a relationship with me asked me to be in their house and stay in an Airbnb with them. So I was in this house with eight other amazing women and we it was like being in a sorority. We went to these beautiful dinners together. We had lunches together. And every day after the event, We would sit around the living room, giggling and talking and sharing ourselves with each other, talking about all the wonderful material that we were learning at the event. When we would get ready for each day of the event, we would get up at four in the morning and go work out. I kid you not. This is definitely something I would do, but it's been a long time since I met other people that would do this. And there was a group of like five of us that got up at four in the morning and went and running and working out. It was amazing. And then we'd come back and we'd do each other's hair and we'd give each other advice on outfits and we'd ride in in an Uber together and save each other tables, you know, seats at the table and just really go through this whole experience together. We, one night we were sitting around the room and I was telling these women about how I used to, when I lived in Oakland, I would have these nights Where we would talk about one of our friend group, and we would have a dinner party that was like two hours long. And we'd all sit around and talk about all of their amazing strengths and attributes, and we'd give them their animal. And they could veto animals they didn't really like. (laughs) Like once we gave someone a chipmunk, and she really didn't like that animal. And she really talked about it all night long. And now, you know what? She wears a chipmunk necklace every single day, and she's proud of her (laughs) chipmunkness. But we have this game that I used to play where I would give people their animal. And so the women asked me to give them their animals. And so I went around the group and did a speed round and gave all of them their animals. So we played games like that. One night I sat on the roof with one of the women watching shooting stars and listening to cicadas and talking about how we were going to maintain a friendship and relationship for many years. And at the end of the event, one of the women, got on the microphone in the large group. And you know what she said? She said, hey, I felt a little funny last round. And this round, I'd like y'all to reach out and I want to make friends. I want to meet all of you that I haven't met yet. And I want to make friends. And of course, you know what I did is immediately messaged her from the plane ride home and said, hey, I'm your friend. (laughs) I'm right here. So I wanted to share this with you because I think it so relates to whatever your idea is that you want to make real. And it's also something that's so specific that I hear people talking about about how it's hard to meet people and form friendships. So there are three things that I did to fill this need of my own to go from feeling a little bit awkward and out of place and weird in my skin to this past 6 months later when I just feel like so full of love and full of connection connected to many, many women now and, um, and men actually many different people in this, in this, uh, event. And there are three things that I did. So the first thing that I did was I really decided I want to be more connected to some strong and powerful women that are women that I want to surround myself with in a way where I want them to impact me. I want to, I, they represent my value system. They represent things about, um, sort of my vision for where I want to go. They are people that I want to impact me and influence me. They're the people I want to surround myself with. I want to be in a room with them. So I sort of thought about that and wrote a little bit about that. And then I did some inner work. I went into my inner world and did some shadow meditations to be sure that I wasn't holding any beliefs that would stand in my way of this thing that I wanted. Because sometimes we know what we want, but when we're not in alignment with it, because we have some beliefs inside us that are contrary to the thing we want to create, we don't create it. Because even when the opportunity is in front of us, we don't ask for it, or we don't accept the opportunity. Um, it, it sort of like comes up, it manifests itself in many different ways. When we have an inner belief that is discordant, that is not in alignment with what we want to create, we got to clean it up. We got to look at it and rewire it. So I did that with some meditations. And then I did some visualization, some imagining about exactly what I wanted, both at home in San Diego, which by the way, the same thing happened here. There were some beautiful friendships that started burgeoning and forming and people approaching me right after I did this cleaning up and in my coaching community. So I did some mental rehearsal. And so if you want to know more about that, you can go to the future trip and episodes, future trip and number one and future trip and number two. And you can learn a little bit more about mental rehearsal, something that athletes use to really condition their brain to be ready to create what they want and recognize the opportunities they want. Creates opportunity bias. When you do mental rehearsal, you're more likely to see all the things around you that match what you want. And then I looked at my conscious level of thinking and checked out what conscious thoughts I could be aware of that might get in my way. And what conscious thoughts would help me create what I wanted? Like thoughts like, oh, these are my people. Oh, these people, we're going to get along great. Like just some of these conscious thoughts that I could create in my mind that would create actions that are in alignment with what I wanted to actually have happen. So if you wanted to learn more about that, you can look at episode 18, the tool that changed everything. So that's this work that you do on the conscious level. And so I would look at what feelings might come up in me that might flag that I'm having a thought that's not aligned with what I want to create. And so I did some of that work. I did work number one on the unconscious level Number two, on the conscious level. And then lastly, I looked for what actions could I take? For instance, just specifically looking for the people that I thought might be wonderful to hang out with and go ask them to hang out, right? To say yes to people when they asked if I wanted to stay and hang out longer instead of going home and going to bed. To talk to people when I saw them standing there instead of assuming that they didn't wanna talk, right? So there's just some some things that we can do to make sure that we are, number one, thinking and feeling in alignment with what we want to create and then acting in alignment with what we wanted to create. And then I also reached out to beautiful friends that live in Chattanooga in Tennessee. And because I, I was thinking about, I had that opportunity bias. I thought, oh, they live there. I'm going to reach out. I got to spend a half day with some chosen family of mine, a close friend close friend. I would call him a brother named Ian who lives out there. And so I got all of these beautiful coaching relationships and then really special time with someone I love. So there you have it. Community is right there waiting for you. You just need to ask for it. Surround yourself with a community that will help you to make your ideas real, that will be supportive of all the things that you want to create in your life. Ask for it on three different levels on your subconscious level, number one, number two, by preparing your thoughts and your feelings. So your mind and your body to be aligned with it. And number three, literally through your actions by asking for what you want. I hope that was helpful for one or more of you. I hear people talking about this all the time, the specifically about wanting to create relationships and friends. So there you have it. If that's not a specific problem for you, you can apply this to anything else that you're wanting to create. Three levels, the subconscious, the conscious, and your actions. We work on all of this stuff in the Bloom Room. So if you want more information about exactly the how to, the how for all of this, reach out to me and get in one of our groups. And otherwise, enjoy the week, asking for what you want, connecting with people on all three levels. And I'll see you in the next episode, where I share the second thing that I learned from this beautiful event. That's what I've got for y'all, and I will see you next week. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. If you like today's episode and you want more of them, please take two minutes right now to subscribe and give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts then send this episode to a friend. See you next time.